Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we are live, but we got to let it breathe just for a moment while we bring on Facebook and get everybody in the room, get this party truly started in earnest, and we are good. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, as always, my partner in crime, who you know, who you love. He is the deputy editor of MileHighHuddle.com. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach much to our lament, one of our kind of um, emotional favorites, I guess, for lack of a better term, Demarcus Walker. We knew he wasn't going to get resigned, barring some kind of a, you know, come from behind miracle. But he did officially depart. He defected. He signed with an AFC team. For the for the fans out there who missed it, recap what what happened today. Well, this deal is not officially official just yet, but Demarcus Walker took to, I believe it was Instagram, and announced that he's joining the Houston Texans, where he he will reunite, of course, with Philip Lindsay, the former Broncos running back. It sounds like it's a one-year deal, probably close to the veterans minimum, but as I wrote right there, the living legend is out of the Broncos building now. He is gone from Dove Valley and a former 2017 second-round draft pick who the Broncos, Chad, wasted. In, in other words, the first couple years of his development, they tried him at outside linebacker, they moved him back to defensive end, but the last couple years under Vic Fangio, I mean, he really came on strong. Every time he was on the field, we remarked on this almost every podcast, every time he's out there, he makes a play, whether it's a sack or a quarterback pressure or a tackle for a loss, uh, uh, he can do it all. And it's a shame that he never got uh, a full ride in Denver, but I wish him well, and I hope Houston uses him the way he should be utilized. You know, part of the problem was for for Demarcus Walker, and one of the reasons why it was a huge head scratcher, uh, in, including for with our draft guys at MHH back in the day, which included Eric Trickle, which included Nick Kendall, Carl Dummler, 
was the fact that he was a formidable um, edge rusher at Florida State, but he was most definitely like earmark him for no uh, a hand in the dirt four three defensive end. He was never the type uh, that was supposed to stand up in a two point stance and be an outside linebacker and be able to kind of move in space a little bit. And so the Broncos right out of the right off the bat, what's going on here? Uh, right off the bat, I know snap into a freaking Kit Kat. I don't even know how to get out of that. That's that's crazy. All right, I'm gonna I'm you gonna break off a piece of it, Chad. Oh, I I, you know I had to stop. I had to stop the share screen. Uh, it's coming right back. But anyway, he was he was miscast out of the gates based on scheme. All right, the Denver Broncos at the time in 2017 were running Vance Joseph's three uh, four scheme. Even though Vance Joseph traditionally had been a four three guy, he came to Denver because of the personnel operated a three four. Walker was never a fit for that. And so what they do at first, they're like, well, no, we think we might be able to stand him up and play him as a, as an OLB didn't work out. He lost some weight. And that was kind of a combination Zach of actually trying to, you know, get into a physical form that was a little better fit for OLB that would allow him to execute that, uh, those responsibilities a little bit better, but also combined with, he caught a really nasty bug that stuck with him for quite a while as a rookie, lost a lot of weight, continued to lose weight. That's right. All right. You cut to 2018. It's he's still trying to kind of fit in where he gets in. Uh, the last stand of Vance Joseph. Not much to, to write home about. But even then, Zach, when he was on the field, the very few opportunities Demarcus Walker had to see the field, you know, he made plays, and that's the one thing about him that I'll, I'll always remember as in terms of his time as a Bronco. When he's on the field. He made plays. And then, as you said, when Vic Fangio got here and Vic said, look, if we're going to make some hay while the sun's shining with this guy, he's got two years left on his rookie deal, bulk him back up. We're going to play him as a five-tech defensive end and hope for the best. And it was the best play of his modest, you know, relatively brief so far NFL career, even though it left us all wanting more, wanting to see more. Dog houses as well. He ended up getting in doghouse with VJ, doghouse at a certain point with Fangio. So this is probably for the best, but you're always going to wonder what could have been. Exactly, and I wonder what could have been with that draft class because isn't Garrett Bowles now the one standing member left on the Broncos roster from 2017? I know Jake Butt uh, is still hanging around there, but Garrett Bowles is the only notable player, and it's that'll go down as one of the worst draft classes, not just in Broncos history but in recent NFL memory. I mean, they whiffed and whiffed and whiffed, and Mo Ron, uh, he uh, pointed it out right here. I mean, look at these names. Carlos Henderson, Brendan Langley, Butt, Isaiah McKenzie, D'Angelo Henderson, Chad Kelly, and Demarcus Walker. They're all gone now. I mean, except for Jake Butt. So, yeah, I wonder. No, what, Butt's gone. Butt's gone. Well, I wonder what could have been with Demarcus Walker. You know, I wonder what it, it what could have happened if they didn't d- delay his development for one more year and play him at his natural spot because he's always thrived. It's not just under Vic Fangio, Chad. We were making the same comments under Vance. Whenever Demarcus Walker was given an opportunity – whether outside linebacker or defensive line, he was making a play. So I wish him well in Houston, just like I wish Philip Lindsay well in Houston. Two players the Broncos could have got more out of and chose not to. For what it's worth, Jake, but as a restricted free agent this year, they opted, you know, they didn't tender him. And that rendered him a straight free agent, unrestricted free agent. To my knowledge, he's yet to sign anywhere. He could still end up back with the Broncos, but with a new guy, you know, pulling the strings in the front office, I Doubt that's going to happen. But, Zach, that 2017 class, good Lord, good Lord, was that just a series of swings and misses? And it came close with bowls, too. I mean, you know, it was, he walked the razor's edge of it being a completely bereft class of any kind of impact players if bowls doesn't turn it around last year. Because remember, 
they did not exercise his fifth year option. Bolt doesn't turn it around. He's signed somewhere else by now as well. So anyway, happy trails to Demarcus Walker. You know, we'll uh, we'll see you around, big dog, living legend. Um, you know, pour one out for him. He's now a Houston Texan. All right. Tonight, though, guys, we're excited because it is, of course, our weekly hashtag Mile High Mailbag because we are your football priests. Each and every week, we're here to offer you the absolution and answers to your burning Broncos questions, and we're looking forward to getting to those. Uh, any questions you have, the Super Chats, the stars on Facebook, we're going to get to them all. Plus, Zach, we're going to have to, on the other side of matters of business, open up with what Woody Page had to say about the Broncos' true plans at quarterback. But first, but first. We got to say hello. We got to say thank you to the presenting sponsor of tonight's live stream podcast. Y'all know who it is by now, Manscaped. Guys, here we are rapidly approaching the summer. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, everyone lives in in a different spot. Broncos country is not a geographic location. It is a state of being. But it's mostly, if you're in the northern hemisphere, it's starting to warm up, right? It's You're starting to see the sunshine. You need to, if you if you want to rock the whole, you know, sun's out, guns out mindset, embrace that philosophy you need to really embrace also Manscaped, number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. They've helped over 2 million dudes around the world take their male grooming to a whole other level. So if you delayed getting into the right shape, if you delayed kind of you know, um, taking self-care and, and hygiene as seriously as you probably should, fret not, Manscaped's here to help you get back on track. And the thing is, Chad, as you well know, and a lot of uh, guys who have used Manscaped now know, male grooming is not limited to just literally buzzing hair off your body. I mean, male grooming is encompassing the cleanup and the the pro, you know, the, the the progress of your body and, and making it better and improving it and feeling better. And I'm, I want to demonstrate this product as I have all week. I want to kind of debut a new product every single week. But the Manscaped Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, I'm telling you guys, below the belt, we walk around outside. Whether you groom, whether you're hairy or not down there, uh, things happen for guys below the nether regions. And this Crop Preserver allows you to feel refreshed, feel better, smell better and just live better in your daily life. And as you can see right there, your friends will thank you if you use this. Any product though of the Manscaped line, Chad, whether it's the crop preserver, whether it's the weed whacker, the lawnmower, Manscaped is the way to go for male grooming. We love it. All right. When our great community obviously patronizes and supports the sponsors who support our show. Shout out to John who reached out with uh, as a happy camper, as a very satisfied customer of Manscaped providing us clear and direct evidence of his purchase under the code, all right, the checkout code HUDDLE. If you go to manscaped.com right now, you can get, pick, take, you know, pick of the litter, whether it's the lawnmower 3.0, whether it's the weed whacker, the crop mops, the deodorants, the uh, refined cologne, and you'll get 20% off plus free shipping if you use the code HUDDLE. And just like John, a.k.a. Primetime Puma on Twitter, your boys, that special lady in your life, they'll thank you. Yeah, and we didn't, there's no check in the mail for Puma. That's a whole organic, uh, natural testament to the product, which we appreciate very, very much. But get 20% off, guys, and free shipping with the code HUDDLE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code HUDDLE. All right, guys, make sure you are connected with us on Twitter at HuddleUpPod, the main account at MileHighHuddle, our great producer, Buona Beast, on Twitter at JohnKMHH. My partner, Zach Kelberman, at Kelberman NFL, and myself, at Chad N. Jensen. Guys, there's many reasons to do that, all right? Keeps you abreast of what's going on with the show, breaking Broncos news, all that stuff. 
Plus, we like to keep the conversation going. And especially if you're one of, we, we like to be able to uh, connect with every one of the members of our audience if we could in a perfect world. All right. But especially crucial of, of, for our Super Chat superstars, our big supporters, those on Mount Rushmore, connect with us on Twitter. Most of you already have, but if you haven't, make sure you take care of that. Also, guys, have you become an official supporter on Facebook? If not, just navigate to our page, open up Facebook on your phone, Mile High Huddle. There's a big blue button you'll see at the very top that says become a supporter. It's five bucks. You click that, you immediately get access to our premium VIP video content featuring the flagship show, Kelberman's Corner, which is every Sunday at noon Mountain Time, plus the Trickle Zone every Saturday at noon Mountain Time as well. We're planning, as we've been telling you guys the last couple of weeks, we are quite far along, actually, in our plans for a membership rollout offering we're going to be doing on YouTube. So look for that. But in the meantime, if you want access to that, it's a different flavor. It's not like these long-form pods. It's a little bit different flavor, but it's VIP uh, premium video content. Go become a supporter on Facebook. And we do appreciate those of you who have heeded our call to action. And tonight, don't let me forget, I'm going to do it at the end of the show. We're going to announce the winner of this week's randomly selected uh, person that's both following and liking the Huddle Up podcast Facebook page. All right, we'll announce that here in a few more minutes. And listen up, guys. If you want access to that for the opportunity to get the, the free hat, the free T-shirt, rep the brand, rep your team colors, it's as easy as both just like the page. All right. If you like the page, you'll automatically be following the page. And then that enters you into the drawing that we do each and every week. Check out the merch store, huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on. All right. Get a little piece of something, something to, to rep MHH. And if you're not in a position to do those things, hey, we're seriously thankful, grateful, and really excited just to have you with us. We do ask you subscribe. All right. Make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you like this video. Crucial, crucial on Facebook and YouTube. And then number three is the litmus test. If we're doing a good job for you, or if at the very least you do respect the effort, we might disagree on some of the things, right? Some of the key points. It's all good. That's why we love sports. If you respect the effort, share it out there. Help us continue to grow. And we are continuing to grow. Share it out there. Like-minded Broncos fans, just like you. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, Zach, got to get your thoughts on Woody Page. Um, I can pull up the article, but let me let me paraphrase him and then I can direct quote him here in a minute. He basically said, look, I've been trying to tell everybody in Broncos country for months, Drew Locke's going to be the starter in 2021. They're going to add a, a backup. They're not done, tw- you know, uh, tweaking and, and fiddling with the quarterback position. But Zach, according to Woody Page, who is not often wrong on these type of things, the plan is Drew Locke. For 2021, they're going to run it back one last year. It's the same thing that we've been teasing for months and months now. And uh, Woody Page, I've noticed, uh, depending on where you look, whether it be Twitter or Reddit, a lot of anti-lock folks are quick to discount Woody Page and what he's reporting, Chad. But he's as plugged in as anyone in the Broncos landscape. And what he says, I think, holds a lot of, of water. It holds a lot of weight, his words. And he's reporting as he has the entire offseason, that Locke will be the guy in 2021. Woody Page was the first person in the Broncos media landscape to poo-poo on the idea of getting Deshaun Watson. And how did that? I know the Deshaun Watson allegations right now prevented that, but he's been Woody Page all along this offseason, absolute in his uh, determination that Locke will be the starting quarterback. And what he said, I've said for months, like I just said, Locke will be the starter for the Broncos to begin the season. I haven't changed my opinion. He'll be backed up by a draft choice or a veteran, and nobody knows who that will be, including the Broncos. Chad, I think Woody has watched the podcast for at least a couple weeks now. It's All those points are the same exact points we've been saying. It's more than likely Locke. As the starter with either, you know, uh, Nick Foles behind him, Teddy Bridgewater behind him, or a Kellen Mond type behind him. But no one, including George Payton in the Broncos front office right now, knows who that guy will be or when they will acquire him. So I think this is par for the course for this offseason. If the Broncos draft a quarterback, I I mean, I think the earliest it's going to be, this is my prediction, would be late day two. I think they're going to end up, Finding a a because I'm sure there are some coaches or some you know members of the front office that aren't 100% convinced or 100% comfortable rolling again like the Broncos did last year uh, with Locke in terms of depending on him completely and with Jeff Driscoll as your backup plan last year I mean in a in a very untested Brett Ripon like it was it was a dangerous gamble and the Broncos rolled the dice and and ended up kind of blowing up in their faces because Locke got hurt in week two. But nevertheless, there probably are some people in the building that would like some insurance. And I still think that insurance, I mean, again, it goes back to the notion of do rookie quarterbacks help NFL teams win in a general sense uh, as rookies, all right? More often than not, way more often than not, the answer to that question is a resounding no. So if you're going to continue to tweak the quarterback position and your priority is fail safe, you know, a veteran stopgap, a guy that could come in and play a quarter of the season if Locke gets hurt and keep the ship afloat. I'm sorry that, you know, Vic Pangio's got to win now. He knows a quarterback in the draft is probably not the best option to help him do it. I mean, never say never, and there are no absolutes in football, but 
the best bet's a veteran. And that's why I keep looking at the guys that are still out there. And honestly, it's the trade block guys that are speaking to me the most right now. As you mentioned, the top two candidates, Bridgewater and Foles. That's what I predict. And I know a lot of Broncos fans are going to be disappointed in that. I do think that Trey Lance and Justin Fields, one of those guys is going to drop. And I think one of those guys would will be right there in the Broncos' lap if they want to take a, a swing. It's probably going to be Trey Lance. I don't think they'll take him. I think they run it back one last time with Drew Luck. There's one more name that's now available uh, after today, and that's Kyle Sloter, who was cut from the Raiders uh, this afternoon. So if the Broncos want to rekindle old flames with him, I'd be more than happy to cut Jeff Driscoll right now and sign Sloter. But this is what we've been saying. It's that George Payton or those in the Broncos building, maybe even John Elway, who I'm sure has an advisory role with George Payton being above him for this season, they have a lot more confidence and faith in Locke than those outside of the building, especially the fan base. So I think Peyton has determined unless his guy, and we don't know who his guy is in the draft, unless that guy could be Zach Wilson for all we know, unless that guy falls to him at number nine, I think like you mentioned, he will run it back with Locke and use that pick. Maybe might move down, might stay at number nine. He'll use that pick to, to address another area on the roster. If he wants to help Vic Fangio win this year, Chad, help the defense. A quarterback's not going to do anything for him. Guys, shout out to our superstars on Facebook, including Randy Jones. We appreciate you, my dog. Brad Murdoch, super stud. And an MHH bona fide Mount Rushmore superstar that really was, I mean, Zeus McPeak has been a catalyst to, what's up, Stu, to, you know, what we discovered as a real opportunity to cultivate a community. Zeus Believe it or not, some of you might not have been with us long enough to remember this, but Zeus was a well, he was a catalyst. He was a guy that helped the scales fall off our eyes, and we realized, man, what's possible on YouTube? This is really fun. We need to start dedicating more of our time to YouTube and and our streams and all that. And Zeus, honestly, I mean, it was indirect. I don't think he necessarily meant to be such a big influence and such a big inspiration to us, but he most definitely was. So always great to see Zeus in the house. Love you, bro the founding father of the podcast. And I feel like, Chad, he really, like you said, set the table for what Super Chad and the podcast has become. So, Stu, we owe a lot to you, and it's true. You tug at our heartstrings with your generosity and your support. Thank you so, so much. Give our best to the fam, and uh, we'll see you soon. And any topics you want us to get to, you put it in the chat, Zeus. Anthony, what's up, bro? Good to see you. Been a minute, indeed. Great to have you back in the chat. He says it's been a a whole – since been a whole I don't know, month, probably. I don't know how long since I caught a live pod. Locke is still my guy. Let him hate. Hashtag prove the haters wrong. And there really are some haters, man. Like it, every once in the blue moon, you know, I'll turn on uh, and, and listen to some of our, our competitors out there in the Broncos media landscape, whether it's the, you know, the uh, legacy media people on radio, whether it's the legacy people um, you know, podcasting, whether it's TV, whether it's uh, some of the um, competition out there in the podcast landscape. Zach, there's almost no people. You and I are almost the singular two voices, <laughs> all right, uh, in any way, shape, or form, really championing the idea of bringing back Drew and riding it back, running it back, I should say, one last time. And it's not because we are some, you know, head over heels suckers for Drew Locke. It's because we honestly believe, based on what this draft is, based on the current situation with the coaching staff, you chose to keep Vic Fangio, you chose to keep Pat Shermer. 
it's in the team's best interest to give it one last swing at the table. And another big factor, Zach, that we don't talk about and emphasize, I think, enough on this show relative to our opinions on Locke is the fact that the Broncos have really gone this far with him. You know, it takes time. It takes TLC. It takes development. It takes sacrifice for teams to develop a young potential franchise quarterback. And the Broncos have finally put in that two years, two full seasons of that investment in Drew. Now's the time when traditionally that starts paying a dividend. You can't move off him quite yet. One last swing at the plate. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, contrary to popular belief, our last name, Chad, isn't Locke. I mean, we really don't have a personal, I mean, horse in this race. It's professional, and we have our interests for sure um, and our and our favorites and what we think is best for the team. That's our opinion, and we'll keep giving that opinion. But the Locke slander that I see on social media, even today, I believe it was pro football focus and, you know, them being completely unbiased, as we all know. They put out a stat that I believe Jerry Judy uh, dropped the most – catchable balls from his quarterback. I, or the quarterback was responsible for the most drop passes of Jerry Judy's. And you should see the memes that came out, the gifts that were posted, the insults at Drew Locke, when if you watch the tape from last year, it, Jerry Judy was just alligator arming most of those passes. He wasn't even in the right spot for some of them. He was running the wrong route, turning the wrong way. And also, it's quick that people forget Drew Locke's injury that last year was to his throwing shoulder. So I guarantee you that may have impacted his ball a little bit, but don't tell the, the lock haters that, Chad. Those are all excuses. If you guys go and look at Jerry Judy's reception to target ratio, it is god-awful as a rookie, all right? Some of that had to do with the quarterback play because Drew was up and down at times. But most of it, I'm sorry, this is PFF trying to find the hole in the boat and then trying to assert that and sell it to their to their audience. 
Jerry Judy, I mean, you guys, look, do you watch football? Do you pay attention to what's happening? You don't have to be an X's and O's, you know, uh, wizard. You don't have to be a bona fide film expert or uh, evaluation guy. What do your eyes tell you? How many of those drops from from Jerry Judy that you can remember last year? And Go back and watch the film. I mean, NFL Game Pass is open to all. Go back and watch it. How many of those dang well should have been caught if not for Jerry Judy uh, stepping on his own you-know-what, all right? And then you want to blame Drew Locke. And it's it's this type of stuff that feeds into the upswell of negativity, not only on a national scale, but even at the local level that is – you know, feeding these these confirmation biases that already exist on Drew, these preconceived notions, and it just exacerbates it. And we're literally, the Huddle Up podcast is virtually the only outlet out there trying to balance those scales that. Yeah, we're the sanctuary podcast for Drew Locke. And a couple of things here, Chad. Anyone who wants to uh, put blame on one party or the other, go back and watch the Patriots game from last year. I mean, when Jerry Judy, was, he dropped, what, two touchdown passes? I mean, he was dropping everything that was coming to him. Also, that stat did not specify the quarterback. The Broncos had three different quarterbacks last year. It wasn't all on Locke, but you know that the anti-Locke folks run with that rhetoric. And finally, why did they have an eye emoji next to that? It was almost like they want to be divisive. They want to hammer at home that the Broncos quarterbacking situation, that they have this stud wide receiver prospect and he's going to the wayside and they're wasting him. No, he was as, uh, you know, as much of a culprit, as complicit in his struggles last year as the quarterback play yeah poor jerry judy languishing on on, in denver if not for better quarterback play right (laughs) michaela the duchess of mhh jumping in so consistent we appreciate your support michaela love you you're a bona fide superstar she says i wonder what chad kelly could have turned into if he wasn't a basket case he looked good yeah that last preseason that whole training camp of 2018 the case keenum year man he came in and made – he just put Paxton Lynch in the dirt. You know, he made John Elway confident enough just based on the – you know, looking at the contrast. Like, here's Chad Kelly who hadn't played football for about two years by the time he hits the field in 2018. And Paxton Lynch, our first-round draft choice that we've invested some TLC into, I mean, it, it was polar opposites. He lit it up in the preseason for the most part. I mean, he wasn't like crazy, but he played very, very well. And he was about to get his shot when he – actually, you know, made the mistake of of getting a little too tipsy or whatever he was on or what was wrong with him. I don't know. Um, I, at least, I think we can at least say for sure, based on the reporting, he had, had a few th- things to drink. But when he made that fateful blunder, the Broncos, man, they were like a week, maybe two away from saying, look, we tried that with Keenum. It's not working out. Kelly, let's see what you can do. He was this close to his true opportunity. And this, I mean, look, I don't care who you are and what position you play, Zach. You're never going to get that that prime opportunity, that prime window to really stomp a st- storm on to the stage in the NFL and really kind of carve yourself out a place in the league. It's always going to come with your original team without with a few exceptions. There are some, all right? Sometimes players like Shaq Barrett, for example, went up, went, got his start in Denver, Modest success, goes to Tampa, takes it to a whole other level. There are those exceptions that prove the rule. He was about to get it, Zach. He was this close, all right? Former Mr. Irrelevant, beat Alabama. I mean, that was his big claim to fame, right? But he beat – the fact that he was Jim Kelly's nephew and the fact that he beat Alabama in college, 
they were this close to giving him the keys and, and seeing how it looked, and then boom, blew up in his face. I'm just laughing to myself because I'm recalling the story. I remember reporting on it, Chad, you know, back for 24-7, and he got drunk. <laughs> supposedly, this is all alleged, he got drunk at Von Miller's annual Halloween party and then randomly walks into a person's house and sits out on the couch and gets chased out with a vacuum cleaner. I mean, you go from potential starting quarterback in the NFL to that. I mean, you talk about irrelevant, Chad. You're done after that. And it's a shame. He had all of the talent in the world. And Chad Kelly embodies the expression, million-dollar talent, 10-cent head. Yep, swag. Uh, El Bronco, thank you for bringing up this topic. The other scuttlebutt from today was Mike Garofalo of NFL Network reporting that the Broncos, we've we've been saying, hey, keep an eye on Deshaun Hamilton. He's a he's a potential trade asset for the Denver Broncos, but we weren't holding our breath because it didn't really. What value did he have? You know, did he have value on the trade market? And now we know that based on this reporting, there is some value there. If there wasn't, teams wouldn't be calling the Broncos asking about Deshaun Hamilton. And Mike Garofalo reported today that not only that that's been happening. But basically saying, look, it's probably going to be sometime between now and the draft. If not during the draft, Deshaun's going to get dealt. And, Zach, that's probably for the best because, you know, yes, he, he emerged from Penn State as their all-time leading receiver. The kid had some chops. He was known as a route runner. He was known as an elite route runner for what it's worth. And even though he had some uh, a, a solid connection with Drew in 2019, 2018, he was asked to start down the stretch when the Broncos had traded away Demarius. Uh, and then uh, Emmanuel Sanders got hurt. And then it was him and Cortland Sutton had to start the last quarter of the season. And Cortland was taking on all that, you know, focus in the passing game from opposing secondaries and defensive coordinators. And that kind of freed up Deshaun to kind of make some magic. And he had a couple of decent games. And then Drew came in the following year down the stretch. They had a little success together. But the Broncos obviously have looked past him. I mean, the biggest message that was sent on how do the Broncos feel about Deshaun Hamilton well, we're going to go ahead and draft wide receivers back to back to open the twenty nineteen or twenty twenty yeah. draft, at open and close, shut. You know, it's that 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 was the writing on the wall. So this would definitely, I think, be for the best, not for the only for the Broncos because now you got Tim Patrick, but also for for the player. Bye. I, I mean, I see Deshaun Hamilton as having no value in this offense. I mean, he's a possession receiver, Chad, but he's not a possession receiver like Cortland Sutton's a possession receiver. He isn't a jag in that sense. He's not overly fast. He's not overly tall. His hands aren't overly good. He's not this Marvin Harrison-level route runner. So I don't really know what value he has in the NFL. The only thing I can think of is the value of his draft pedigree, being a Fairly high pick, fourth round pick, coming from Penn State, coming from a pro style offense. Uh, you know, he was billed for his route running, but I didn't see anything overly impressive with that. So I think a team that needs a receiver, like desperately, they would give up what? A conditional seventh round pick, if that form. And I would gladly take it. I mean, this is a guy, um, who I, I didn't want to overtake Tim Patrick. And I'm so happy the Broncos decided to put all their investment, you know, relatively speaking, into Tim Patrick because as possession guys, Chad, he's a lot closer to that Cortland Sutton scale uh, than Deshaun Hamilton is, and I'm not going to miss him at all. I think he messes with the chemistry of the offense, and I think the younger guys, namely Tyree Cleveland, will benefit from Hamilton's departure. And Tyree was impressive uh, at a couple of points. Much more so. season, Especially in that season finale in the first half, another good case of, 
you know, breaking out in one half and then disappearing in the other. Um, Albert Knoppers, one of our longtime superstars and a great supporter on Facebook, jumping in with a question, Zach, what will happen next week during the draft? So this is a pretty open-ended question, but let, let me let me amend it just a little. If you had to put a bold prediction, not necessarily a player, but a position, a maneuver, what do you predict the Broncos do on, what is it, April 29th? So we're two weeks. From, it's not next week. It's the week prior or week I- after. I actually have an exclusive report. I have some information I want to share with the Broncos on our podcast. The Broncos are going to make a draft pick. They're going to draft a player next week. That's my bold prediction. Yes. And we will – seriously, though, I mean, I think they will take a non-quarterback. If we want to make it bold, gun to my head right now, I'm with Chad. Whether a quarterback falls to them or doesn't fall to them, I don't see them trading up for one. I think it's even more likely they move back in round one than trade up for a quarterback or even acquire a quarterback. So, Albert, right now, we don't know what's going on. I don't even think George Payton knows concrete what he wants to do in the draft uh, come April 29th, but I think – Bold prediction-wise, non-quarterback in round one. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If I had to put a place of bet on it, right, gun to my head type deal, I'm saying that the Denver Broncos, and it depends on how the board falls. It depends on which non-QB prospects, the true blue chip guys, may or may not be there at pick nine. I think they trade back. I think he tries to package something with a Washington or New England or a team that's just coveting a specific prospect, trades back. Still takes a, a good player, right? A good player that could be blue chip somewhere in the late, mid to late teens, early 20s. That's my bold prediction for what it's worth, Albert. Uh, Burn the Guitarist, a.k.a. Zachary. Good to see you, bro. Appreciate you. And if you ever want to come on the show, man, hey, the, the invitation's out there. Let us know. He says, hey, guys, 
I'm liking our roster. Much excitement for next year. Yeah, I mean, dude, we think about how geeked we were last year about this team and just the potential that they had, right? The Denver Broncos, if if not for so many stupid, exterior, weird, outlying problems that occurred that were so unique to that just horrendous 2020 year that it was for humanity at large and the Denver Broncos, who knows what could have been. But now, Zach, not a lot has changed. Like if you look at, you know, garbage in, garbage out, ging out, the players who have come in, the players who have left, I mean, the players who have left, with the exception of Philip Lindsay, maybe Demarcus Walker, you know, they, they're plus three. You know, they've, they've brought in and gained more than they've lost. And so I'm excited. I'm excited for them. And I think with George Payton pulling the strings as far as the draft is concerned, I mean, there's no telling how many more arrows can be added to this quiver by the time you get to training camp. And from there, you just got to hope and pray for two things. One, a little bit of luck regarding the injury bug. And two, that Drew Locke does not fail to launch. And if that happens, this is a team that can win some games for you, Broncos country, in 2021. Lots of games next year if those things happen. And, you know, you could break it down, Chad, by a position-by-position basis. I mean, in the backfield, there there is young or veteran talent at every single spot, and I'm talking non-quarterback. You know, Melvin Gordon in the backfield, the wide receivers that we know, the tight ends that we know, the offensive line has Bowles, they have Reisner, they have Cushenberry, Juwan James, cross our fingers, and that defense, Chad, from the defensive line to the linebackers retaining Von Miller, bringing in Fuller, bringing in Ron Darby, bringing back Kareem Jackson, bringing back Justin Simmons. I mean, this defense is loaded to bear. And if, 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 if they just get decent play, competent play, average play, you know, surface-level play at quarterback, this is a team that shouldn't be in the playoffs. They will be in the playoffs. I know we said it last year, but you talked about those extenuating circumstances, Chad. They weren't excuses they weren't just outright lies we're not theorizing this that was reality and we're not going to have to deal with those same realistic scenarios uh this time this year so i think given a fair playing field with an average quarterback play average obviously the better you know the, the more games they win the better they play but average quarterback play this is a playoff team considering the talent level of the roster and it's a credit not to only to George Payton but let's give credit to Elway as well Chad the last couple years stocking those cupboards through the draft especially Gabe a newer name on super chat jumping in Gabe welcome thank you make sure you connect with us on Twitter he says what do you guys think if the Broncos were to draft Lance or Fields and use either of them to trade for Deshaun Watson if he suits up uh, or if his suits were to clear up, hashtag Denver Broncos for life. I mean, dude, that is so far outside the bounds of the plausible at this stage, Gabe. Even if Deshaun Watson didn't have the legal uh, pitfalls that he's currently trying to navigate, the idea of, I mean, I've, I can think of two instances where something even remotely similar occurred in NFL history. That would be, that's how rare it would be. And that is the Baltimore Colts drafting John Elway, knowing that they were then going to turn around and trade him. And then, of course, the San Diego Chargers drafting Eli Manning at pick number one in 04, knowing that they were going to trade him. Uh, and it, the, the, the Giants drafting Philip Rivers and then that swap. It's so rare. It's so rare. But, you know, who knows, man? It's the NFL. Anything's possible, I guess. But I just don't see that as being viable. 
I think the AI in Madden would decline this trade. It's, it's very implausible. Why would the Broncos do it? I mean, you can argue that Trey Lance or Fields, they have higher upside, a higher ceiling in the NFL than Deshaun Watson, whose ceiling I think we've seen by now. So why would the Broncos flip that quarterback and also draft picks on top of that, picks plural for someone like Deshaun Watson, who may or may not even play this season? I think he'll end up on the commissioner's exemplist for his allegations. So no, it's Deshaun Watson, that ship sailed a month ago when all these things first came up. It's either Drew Locke or a rookie this this coming season. All right, we got David Kilgore, one of our Mount Rushmore superstars. We had him on the show, I want to say, five, six weeks ago, something like that. It was great to get to meet David face-to-face, so to speak. Appreciate you, my friend. And seriously, that level of generosity, I mean, it's it just means the world to us. Thank you. It allows us to continue to bring you this content on a day-in and day-out basis. So appreciate you, DK. He says, one thing I disagree with you guys about is that if Denver goes with Locke and he does not pan out, there really isn't a QB coming out in the 2022 draft that's worth a crap. What then? We need to get a QB now, basically, uh, while there are QBs to be had. So he's saying, hey, man, relative to the quarterback position, Got to make hay while the sun's shining because the weather forecast for 2022, it's looking overcast at quarterback. Let me tell you something, though. Again, David, I got to remind you something. This is you got to be aware of um, succumbing to panic. All right. Because think about where the draft conversation for 2021 was this time last year. No one was talking about Zach Wilson as a first round quarterback. Right. No one was talking about Mac Jones as a first round quarterback. And frankly, no one was quite yet even talking about. Uh, Justin Fields as a first rounder, let alone Trey Lance. It was all about Trevor Lawrence. That's the only guy they're like, yeah, you know, look ahead. Trevor Lawrence going to be number one. And then, you know, we'll kind of see how it shakes out. Dude, that's just the way it is. I can promise you right now, quote me on this. All right. April 15th, 2021. By the time the 2021 college football season is in the books, there will be at least two quarterbacks who emerge from that season. That will be highly coveted, bona fide, top 10 level quarterback prospects. So um, don't give into the panic of feeling, man, got to need your, got to move now because you never know. Don't give into that. Your point is the same point that I was going to make and the same point that we do make when we get this question is we don't know the quarterback prospects because there's always some that come out of nowhere to lead the field every single season without fail. And not only the first-round guys, but even guys like Kellen Mond. I mean, this time last year, who saw him as being you know a borderline fringe day-one talent? I certainly didn't. And the Broncos, Chad... There's also a misconception that they have to draft a first-round quarterback. I mean, we all know about the first-round guys and their pedigrees and this and that, but you talk about Dak Prescott, fourth-round pick. You talk about Russell Wilson, third-round pick. Tom Brady, sixth-round pick. They're not necessarily having to get a quarterback in the first round. So if they run it back with Locke this year and he bombs and they go into the draft next year needing a quarterback, it doesn't have to be a day-one guy. But there will be prospects on their big board that we don't know right now. It's kind of crazy to think that three of the quarterbacks who have won the Super Bowl in the last decade were guys not drafted in the first round. Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Nick Foles. Crazy. Crazy to think. Now, those guys are the outliers, and Tom Brady is the outlier amongst all outliers, right? But still, it's a a good point, all right? Real quick, before uh, we grab Chris, I just want to keep him up there. I just want to give a quick shout-out here. I'm getting an update on the stars on Facebook. Jeremy. Good to see you, bro. Appreciate you. Gary, 
Gary, you're so consistent, brother. Really appreciate you. And then, of course, Randy, Brad, and Zeus. Love you guys. Thank you. Um, all right. Chris P., what's up, dude? Good to see you. You need to create a Twitter account, my dog, because I look for you every time you super chat after the show to tag you uh, and give some thanks, shout you out. And there, you know, there's a billion Chris P's probably on Twitter. So reach out, create an account, or if you already have an account, and maybe you're already following, do one of these and say, hey, guys, it's me, Chris P. from YouTube. Da, 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 da. We want to follow back and uh, keep tabs. He says, howdy, just happy to be here. We're happy to have you. Thank you, Chris. Uh, Jeremy uh, on stars on Facebook, Patrick, Tim Patrick is better than Jerry Judy. I think Tim Patrick was better than Jerry Judy last year. I'll go with you there. I'm right. not going to say he's better than Jerry Judy on a macro sense or the right. ceiling or whatever, but Hey man, Timmy P he defied every and all ex- uh, expectation last year. That was a guy that came out of the woodwork when uh, uh, Cortland Sutton went down week two, and you're like, well, hey, at least you got Jerry Judy and a hamstring banged up K.J. Hamler. Well, it turned out to be Tim Patrick was the failsafe. He's the guy that really kind of helped the Broncos keep those chains moving when they needed to. TP is deserving of a starting job somewhere in the NFL. Obviously, maybe not with the Broncos. They have the receivers, but I mean, this is a number two guy, a prototypical, consistent, reliable possession guy, a mini Cortland Sutton. That being said, though, Jerry Judy's ceiling just dwarfs that of Tim Patrick. So I, I don't think he's better. I think his short term floor, Pat, like you said last year, yeah, Patrick yeah. was better, but overall, the course of their careers, if Jerry Judy meets his ceiling, I mean, it's just – it's massive. Also, I'm trying to think, has Tim Patrick dropped a pass? I mean, I'm sure he has, but, like, you know, this is a pretty reliable receiver. Uh, in the shop with Willie, good to see you, brother. Appreciate you. Uh, going to be on the show. What did we say? We talked about this today on Twitter. Going to be on the show March 12th. No, March – no. Yeah, March 5th. Cinco de Mayo. Good to see you. We look forward to chatting with you then. He says, it's been clear for some time that there wasn't a clear and obvious upgrade. So Locke would be the guy. Shout out for John, Bona Beast, also a uh, stallion, a rooster, and a device meant to keep doors <laughs> shut and barred from entry. <laughs> you remind me of Waj, who the NBA, the NBA reporter, he couldn't tip the picks during the NBA draft, so he had to use different uh, names for drafting. That just reminds me of you're going to come up with the most ridiculous things for a lock and a door a couple pods from now. The Queen saying hi. Good to see you, Christy. Hope you've been well as well. Always great to see you. Um, contender view. John, real quick, just to give you an update on what I'm seeing on the back end. Uh, we got – we need one from uh, Dave from Georgia after Contender View. Uh, and then from there, we grab David. So then we need Christian, uh, Seth, a the, the Hatch Winnick, the Hatch Winnick, Simon, Jesse, Jace. That's where, that's where I, I'm at. Uh, Contender View. Good to see you, brother. Appreciate you. Next year in free agency, who do you choose between Josie Jewell and Alexander Johnson, both of whom will be unrestricted free agents? Johnson is a little better, but Jewel is younger and cheaper. If I'm having to choose between those two, I'm taking Johnson. But it really is pretty dang close in terms of the relative value to the team. I just still think, just from an athletic perspective, he's not twitchy, but I think AJ provides you more ceiling than than Josie, who's quite limited in what he can offer. But 
both are not spectacular, but very, very dependable, reliable starting caliber linebackers in this league. And at the very least, starting caliber, two down guys that you can trust to fit the run, you know, not get too out of position in pass coverage. But nevertheless, if I'm having to choose Zach, I'm taking AJ probably. Well, if they're both UFAs, though, why would Jewel be cheaper? They'd be the same cost, which would be nothing. You have to negotiate. So I, I, in that sense, would be taking Alexander as well. I think he's – they're not great in coverage, but I think you can do more with him. I think he has more playmaker instinct, and he just – he makes things happen, and he brings the energy to the defense. I don't see Josie Jewel doing that. I mean, he's a great, great run stopper, but A.J. really is almost like – the PG-13 Derek Wolf. he has all the animation and all the intensity and the ferocity of Derek Wolf, but a little, you know, less of a potty mouth. Sorry, my mic was being weird there. Uh, team Joe Kick, Kick, hey, Christian, good to see you, bro. Uh, he says, hey, boys, two weeks till the draft. What do you guys think is the most likely thing to happen at this point? Trade up for a QB, trade down, stay at nine. If it was between those three things – uh, Christian, I'm still saying trade down, but it's to me it comes down to trade down or stay at nine. I am not projecting that the Broncos trade up. That's the least likely thing to me is trading up for a quarterback, and the second least likely to me is the Broncos drafting a quarterback. So uh, right now it depends on how the board breaks, I feel like. When the seventh, eighth picks come in, where those – uh, players stand, who's available, who's not. That will dictate whether Peyton stays at nine or moves down. But I can tell you this right now, Chad, he has contingencies in place for both scenarios. All right. We got uh, Dave from Georgia coming up here, um, I believe, unless I miss him. Nope, we got him. Here we go. Dave was on the show last night. It was really great to catch up with you, my friend, and just get to know you a little bit better. Appreciate everything you do for us and everything you mean to our community here. He says, I'm disappointed that Walker signed elsewhere. Defensive line depth becomes another big priority. Hashtag Broncos country. Hashtag let them hate. Yeah, it's definitely on there. Like it's on the list of priorities. You don't want to ignore it, but let's just walk through it real quick. Starting trio up front, Shelby Harris, Mike Purcell, Draymond Jones. The depth as it stands today, Shamar Steven recently signed former Viking, former Seahawk. Uh, Sosa, a.k.a. McTelvin Ajim, all right? Last year, third-round pick, so the team has some pretty high hopes for him. And then, who am I missing? Deshaun, Deshaun Williams, who emerged last year as a real scrappy lunch pail kind of guy that you can really use in a pinch. So it's passable to me. I think you could go into the season with that those six guys as long as you stay relatively healthy. But I'm still with you, Dave, that in a perfect world, you want one more dynamic young guy that can help you maybe a little this year and develop. You know, Chad, they actually had that young guy. We keep forgetting about Isaiah Mack, who they signed this offseason. I think he, he might have been George Payton's first out-of-house uh, signing, former uh, Patriot and former Titan, I believe. I mean, he's a defensive tackle, but he can play five-tech as well, three-tech. He can move around the defensive line. And when you give Bill Collar any sort of prospect, I mean, he's made everyone into what they are that's played for the Broncos, from Derek Wolf to Shelby Harris. You give Isaiah Mack to him as well, that's another iron in the fire. So uh, they're going to address that through the draft, Chad. They're going to add a defensive lineman, uh, but as is right now, they can get by, and uh, their starters alone are imposing. Mack is a built like a brick, you know what, house, 6'1", 300 pounds, undrafted out of Chattanooga in uh, two years ago. 
spent time with the Titans, Patriots, and then signed uh, by the Broncos. His stats in the league, let's take a quick look, PFR, Pro Football Reference. He's got he's appeared in exactly 21 games uh, over his two years in the league, one start with Tennessee in 2019. He's got a sack and a half uh, on his on his resume. Uh, he's got, you know, a dozen tackles and a few QB hits. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I, I, I'm glad you brought him up, Zach, because I totally spaced his acquisition. But so many of these type of guys, when they're signed, is kind of, you know, not so much a reclamation project, but almost like a futures flyer. You know, let's yep. see what happens. More often than not, they don't shake out. But every once in a while, it turns into Shelby Harris. So you can't right. discount him at all. I just remember this move was made like right after the season and it couldn't become official till after the Super Bowl. So the Broncos obviously had eyes on Isaiah Mack and they wanted him in the building to some extent. So not as a starter, not as even a key backup, but some guy to develop under Bill Kolar. And it's it's uh, nice having him there. You never know what could happen. We got a new, another newer name, Zach, on Super Chat. And I'm not sure that I'm going to pronounce this even remotely close to how it should be pronounced. The Hatch Winnick. The Hatchwinick, appreciate that very generous super chat, my friend. Thank you. Welcome. Connect on Twitter. We'll keep tabs, keep the conversation going there, and we'll keep an eye out for any questions or topics that are on your mind here in the chat. Seth Harmon, good to see you, bro. Appreciate you. And I just realized after, I think it was yesterday, I remembered that we are connected on Twitter. Um, recommendations, shorten that handle, dude. Like I, I want to say your, your handle something, something, something. And then like a series of six, seven, eight numbers. My advice to anyone who has a handle like that, shorten it. Find a shorter handle because it's easier for guys like me, Zach, John, to know who you are. But Seth, love you, bro. What player do you guys think will exceed expectations the most? Zach, what's your answer? Uh, I mean, expectations are subjective. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, 
the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. I always go to, in this kind of question, Draymond Jones, because I think not a lot of Broncos fans are expecting him to blow up this coming season. I think they think he'll be a solid starter. I think he has Pro Bowl, if not all pro upside in that defense, um, exceed expectations. Jerry Judy's up there. I mean, considering the drop-filled uh, season he had last year, uh, I think he will blossom in year two, might even be a thousand-yard guy. But expectations are, like I said, subjective. It's what what would be successful and what would not be. I'm going to say Drew Locke, all right? And I'm going to say it with some confidence and some with some authority as well. I really do have some optimism and some confidence that having two years in a row in the same scheme, even though we have our doubts about Pat Shermer, even though at times last year we really scratched our heads schematically, are is, are the Broncos running the right thing here based on their personnel? And a lot of question marks on the scheme, but still for Locke to not have to learn a new scheme this year, to have the same position coach year over year, to have the same play caller in his year on game day, and all those factors, I think, plus you're getting Cortland back. It's another year throwing to Noah. It's another year throwing to Jerry and KJ. Alberto will come back at some point in 2021. I'm going to answer Drew Locke with some some relative confidence and authority. That's a that's a really good answer, and I think the the appropriate answer to the question is identifying the players that might be you know doubted right now that might not meet expectations because you look at the roster, everyone's pretty much set in stone right now. I mean, who could you pinpoint? I mean, you know, Jawan James at right tackle, that's a wild card. I, I'm not ready to say he's going to exceed anything, though, Chad. I mean, I'll believe it when I see it. I think Drew Locke is the best answer to that question because he is the biggest question mark on the team, and it's up to him whether they sink or swim this year. Simon, one of our great superstars up there, north of the 49th parallel, proving that Broncos country is a state of being, baby. It's not a geographic location. Love you, Simon. He says, what's up, guys? If Trey Lance falls to nine, you have to take that man. 100% lock gets 2021. But isn't Lance's upside too high if he falls to nine? Peyton is drafting for the long-term success of the Broncos, not for Fangio to keep his job. There's definitely some truth to that, Simon, What the last thing you said there, that as a GM, you have to balance both the short and long-term priorities in terms of what's best for your team. Sometimes those things conflict. And in this case, I'm sure there will be times for Peyton where he kind of has to lean one way or the other. Like, all right, this prospect I know can help us long-term. I don't think he's going to help us so much in 2021, but I'm going to take the chance, draft him, and vice versa. Hey, this guy, I'm not sure exactly what his long-term potential is, but he fits a need that we we just got to have today. I'm going to go ahead and take him, roll the dice. But when it's all said and done, I still don't think, Zach, the Broncos take a quarterback. And I disagree, Simon, that Lance is such a no-brainer option at quarterback that if he's there at nine, like you just run the, the card down to the podium. There are some real questions with Trey Lance. Now, look, I've turned on the film. You know, I've broken him down. I've looked at him. There is a lot. I mean, you can pretty quickly have your jaw hanging at the floor. And it's one thing that I really like that uh, uh, Scott Kennedy says with relative to uh, level of competition is, does it really matter what the level of competition is so long as the player in question is dominating his, his respective level of competition? And Lance most certainly did that at North Dakota State. And there's a lot to like about the guy. 
but he's very one-year wondery. He's very raw still. He's very boomer bust. I'm sorry to tell you. He's not a lockdown guaranteed superstar in the making, although he probably, you know, that ceiling, that potential is there. I'm still passing on Lance Fies there at nine. I'm taking either the best trade offer I got to move back or the best blue chip guy, non-quarterback position available to me. You know, Simon, I'm not singling you out, but I think there is some sort of thought, uh, you know, school of thought in Broncos country that if Peyton saddles Fangio with Locke for the season, he wants Fangio to be fired or he thinks that would be giving up on Fangio. It could be very well the case that Fangio went to Peyton and said, listen, I think this is the guy for this year or should be this guy for this year. He should get another shot. I mean, he could have the support from the coaching staff as well. So there's no real guarantee that, you know, in either scenario, a Trey Lance would come to save the day because, again, that's the type of quarterback. We've mentioned this ad nauseum. That's the type of guy that needs expert elite level coaching and development. And the Broncos don't have that right now. They're very much a coaching staff in flux. It's the incumbent. It's the incumbent head coach, the coordinator, and the quarterback. And they're all running it back collectively. They're all going to either fail or succeed on their own. I don't see an independent uh, variable added to that equation in the form of a quarterback, Chad. And that's the thing, by the way, straightforward 07, who we got to know a little bit last night for the first time, jumping in with a super sticker to say, How's it going? Hey, it's going well, man. Appreciate your support. Um, the one thing that people are, a lot of fans, a lot of media, omit in their analysis of what's going to happen at quarterback and trying to project and predict you know, what Peyton's going to do is what you just said. The fact that the Broncos held on to Vic, the fact that Vic held on to Shermer, the fact that Shermer held on to Shula, that dictates so much of what is the obvious thinking, all right? And so it's 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 all about the getting the keeping the band together and one last swing at the plate, hoping and praying to the football gods that you get some luck from the injury bug. Because again, I really do like I think that's the only thing um that I really worry about relative to this offense finally launching with Drew as the trigger man is just a little luck on the on the health front. If Drew gets hurt again, which is very possible, I mean he's now been hurt each of the seasons he's been a pro and missed time as a result. Barring that, I really think this is an offense that can can do some things. You need a little luck, health bug, all that stuff. But nevertheless, Zach, I still think that that's the biggest factor people continue to miss out on. Now, if real real quick, if Vic Fangio had been jettisoned when when John Elway ste- uh, stepped up to the podium on Black Monday and said, "Hey guys, I'm taking a step back. I'm going to be president of football operations only. We're going to hire a GM." If two hours prior to that he had, he had fired Vic Fangio and then that new GM had come in, picked his own head coach, picked his own OC, picked all that stuff, right. and really starting from scratch, starting over, then I would be leaning significantly more toward all of these possibilities as a, for a quarterback in the draft. But that's not what happened. And also, the Broncos not adding a veteran. I mean, wouldn't you want the rookie to learn from a mentor? Wouldn't you want that guy in the building already? So the Broncos making no moves at quarterback. Uh, uh, 95% of the fan base took that to mean George Payton will draft one. It could mean that they're leaving the position unchanged completely going into next season and Locke is the guy. And we're Chad and I aren't saying it's 100%. There's no certainties in the draft. There's anything but certainties. But our feeling right now is that it will be Locke running it back in 2021. And like Woody Page has reported, uh, and mostly everyone else out there has reported, uh, you know, fairly, it's going to be a 
veteran backup behind him, not a veteran or a rookie usurping lock this season. Jesse Edrick, good to see you, bro. Appreciate your support. You have definitely become a bona fide superstar. And Jesse, if you'd ever like to come on the show, reach out to your boys and we can set it up. He says, if um, Trey, uh, Trey Lance or Justin Fields is at nine, do they pull the trigger? Hashtag MHH. I mean, I hate to flog the horse till this this poor thing uh, is not only dead but disintegrated. I don't see it happening. I really don't. Could could very well happen though. I mean, we're not we're leaving that option open, of course. But we just we think it's unlikely George Payton will swing for the fences when he really only needs a ground rule double this coming season. I'm going to butcher his name. I always do. Jeremiah Owos. Oh man, JOK. Well, let's just say JOK, the the uh, Notre Dame. Owusu Koromoa. I think I got it down. There you go. Uh, Linebacker, safety hybrid. What is he? He's kind of a tweener. Eric Trickle, our senior draft analyst at Mile High Huddle, his number one top linebacker in this draft, relative to Jameen Davis, relative to Micah Parsons, relative to Zayvon Collins and some of the other studs, Baron Browning. He likes JOK the most, though. That being said, Jace Fox, thank you for uh, the super chat. Connect on Twitter. JOK is a better fit for us than Parsons. That may be true in terms of scheme. I, I do agree with you on that. I don't want the risk that Parsons comes with in coverage. JOK can cover and delivers hits. What do you think? You know, schematically, like the perfect immediate fit, I would probably agree with you on that. But I still think Parsons upside dwarfs JOK. Now, I'm not the in the trenches every day grinded out on film guy like Eric and so many of our great draft guys at MHH. That's that's I don't have time to do that stuff. I got to bring you guys the content. I got to write the articles, you know, do the podcast, make the videos. That's what Zach and I are doing every single day. So we're not quite as rolled up in our sleeves, you know, in it. I still think just on my study of both players, Parsons upside is here. And JOK's is still pretty, I mean, it's up there, but I still think Parsons dwarfs it in a relative sense. Yeah, and I'm not okay taking JOK at nine, whereas Parsons, I'm okay with that, Chad. Obviously, a trade back and, and grabbing Parsons is ideal, uh, but you're talking about a guy in JOK that's better in coverage than Micah Parsons, and I don't think that's debatable, but as an overall linebacker, I think Micah Parsons is better. He's more of a prototype. He's more of a three-down guy. He's more of a foundational piece of your defense than JOK is. He's more of a you know a dimebacker, a safety tweener, linebacker weapon, and he's great for covering running backs, receivers, tight ends. That's what the Broncos need. But I believe, and I, I don't think I'm wrong here by saying this, you can teach Micah Parsons to cover. Vic Fangio, Ed Donatel, Reggie Herring, Chad, uh, you know, Bradley Chubb, Von Miller, they can teach Micah Parsons to be a little better in coverage or at the very least hide those deficiencies and exploit his strengths. And the strengths of Micah Parsons are many, and they would make this defense from a top five defense, I think, into a top three defense. Guys, real quick, we are at the one-hour mark, and we got to keep it pretty tight tonight. John, let me just tell you real quick what I see. Um, obviously, we got Johnny here we're going to grab, and then we got uh, Daniel, uh, Dale, Connor, Willie again, and then we're good to uh, dip on out. So let's grab Johnny, one of the co-hosts of the Nothing Rhymes with Orange and Blue podcast, alongside his best bro in the world, Isaiah, 1127, superstar from last night. We talked about Isaiah. Uh, forgive us, Johnny. He says, not the only pod falls talking about championing drew. Um, the, the, uh, nothing rhymes with orange and blue podcast is a let them hate all day, every day. Drew 
Drew Locke is our QB. Love you guys. Hashtag spirit animals. Yeah, forgive us, Johnny. Forgive us. Keep it up, dude. Keep rocking that, you know, the secret to yes. success with anything in life, including starting a podcast from scratch with no platform. Dedication. Just don't stop. Let nothing stand in your way. You'll feel your way through it. You'll bump your head. You'll, you know, screw up here and there. You'll have your successes. Don't let anything discourage you. Don't any, don't let any negative feedback get in your head. Just be you. Just be Isaiah. Just be the Nothing Rhymes with Orange and Blue podcast and stay dedicated every single day, every single week. And if you keep that nose to the grindstone, I mean, guys, it took us – Mile High Huddle has existed since 2014, and we had a lot of success early on. Don't get me wrong. All right? But, like, you know, the podcast, Zach, you and I were doing it for – I mean, what, a year and a half before we started doing it more on YouTube. And, and you know, we were grinding away, and it was good. It was solid. You know, we have 20-some-odd thousand people that listen to our RSS feed as a podcast, you know, on, on demand after the fact. But, like, we – it was nothing compared just to the relative energy and juice that it has now. And if we would have any, at any point during that period gotten discouraged, Zach, or said, you know what, oh, man, this guy didn't like my take on this. I'm going to take my ball and go home we wouldn't have eventually stumbled onto this great, great platform, this great community, this great audience that we have. So just stay committed, bro. And also stick to your guns. Don't give in to the the mob that wants lock on, or don't give in to something that you don't believe in, Johnny. If you're a Drew Lock supporter, if you're a Let Him Hate supporter, then and say that proudly and say that loudly. I would have so many more followers on Twitter, and my articles would get more clicks, Chad, if I gave in to that mob mentality. And I refuse to. I will always be myself. I will always be independent and unique because I feel like that resonates with the audience, and I think our audience at least can attest to that. Guys, if you seek out uh, anything, any of the entrepreneurial kind of guru giants out there that are the philosophers in the field, they'll tell you that it doesn't matter, especially when it comes to anything creative, whether it's media, music, art, TV, podcasting, whatever. If it's a creative endeavor, right, that the, 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 the one thing that no one out there in the world can compete with Zach Kelberman on is being Zach Kelberman. He's got the market cornered for better or for worse. All right. Chad Jensen got the, the, the market cornered on me and Chad Jensen for better or for worse. So lean into being Johnny, lean into being Isaiah and let yes. the chips fall. Daniel, good to see you, bro. Thank you for that super chat, my dog. Hey, fellas, been watching since the end of last season. Keep it up. I'm all for Parsons and maybe getting back into the first. Hashtag MHH, hashtag let him hate. That's really cool, Daniel. Appreciate you. Um, connect on Twitter, bro. Your thoughts on uh, Daniel's super. I would I would love this, and this is the scenario where I feel like George Payton um, could really thrive in if they move down, let's say, and grab Micah Parsons at 13, 14, 15, and then use that capital to come back up and grab, I don't know, anyone, Chad, Najee Harris, you know, uh, Jabril Cox, Jameen Davis, uh, Kellen Mond, Whoever they don't take in the first round with their first pick, they can take it with the second pick. So they can go inside linebacker corner, inside linebacker safety, inside linebacker offensive lineman, inside linebacker quarterback. That would be, I think, the move that's more likely for Payton is trade back initially. And then once he surveys the field and surveys the board and he has that extra ammunition, he starts to use that to move up for his other guy. And it might be Chad moving up in round one, late round one for Caleb Farley. So imagine this. You end up with Micah Parsons and Caleb Farley, who should be healthy by the time the season rolls around. The two of the best defensive prospects in this draft, that'd be pretty incredible. 
Dude, that would be the dream. That would to me, that would be the absolute dream. John's all about the Oklahoma State tackle, Tevin Jenkins. I wouldn't mind 20, it. be a steal. I agree, dude. Nine, little too rich for me on Jenkins at, at anywhere like 20 and beyond. I'd be all for it, dude. That guy is just – he's a stud in the making. And I think with Mike Munchak, good Lord, what he could become. Uh, Connor Klein, good to see you, bro. Appreciate you. Are you on Twitter? I tried to find you just to shout you out, tag you after the shows and whatnot, but no luck. So if you're on Twitter, do one of these. Oftentimes, I got to remind people, the handles, if you're already following us on Twitter, one of us, both of us, all of us, so many times the YouTube handle is different than the one on Twitter. We can't connect those dots without you doing this. Hey, it's me, you know, it's Connor on YouTube, Connor Klein, and my handle on Twitter is, you know, uh, sharpshooter72 or something, right? So make sure you do that, Connor. Hey, guys, how are y'all? Quick question, what's the draft pick in the first round that would really disappoint you? Also, how do you feel about a Hamilton trade? I think a Hamilton trade is foreordained by the football gods. It's probably in the best interest of the Broncos, best interest of Hamilton. So I'm all about it. But uh, what would disappoint me? A quarterback would disappoint me. Just telling you the truth. I don't think it's in – I just don't think that's what's in the best interest of the Broncos today. All right? So that that's my answer. And specifically Mac Jones. He would really disappoint me <laughs> <laughs> at nine or anywhere else. And uh, Quiddy Pay, I'm not high on. Um, there, there's a couple other prospects that uh, – that uh, I'm just I would want the Broncos to avoid. I can't remember Gregory Rousseau from Miami, the defensive uh, mm-hmm. end pass rusher. That guy has so much bust potential. Leave that for the later rounds. Go for a safer prospect in round one. But by God, please no Mac Jones. Yeah, Anthony Wicks on Facebook. We agree with you. Like this is the put up or shut up. There are no more excuses. You're going to get a mini camp of some sort. You're going to get a preseason of some sort. You're probably going to get a very traditional training camp. This is it for you, Drew. It's either this is your time to shine, man. And if you can't do it, it wasn't meant to be. And the Broncos got to spit you out. They've chewed you up. Now they got to spit you out. So good point, dog. Um, Tim says, we need a a plan B for right tackle. Guys, we humbly suggest you go read John Cronenberg, a.k.a. Buona Beast, his article that published two, three days back, talking about this very issue, some insurance for Juwan James, okay? His – uh, one of his, I know he likes a few different tackles, but Rashawn Slater of Northwestern, that's who he champions for the Denver Broncos. The SI team publisher mock draft that we talked about last night had Slater gone well before the Broncos went on the clock for what it's worth. Um, so he might end up being out of reach, but there will be a few other guys. I mean, from Tevin Jenkins, we mentioned to Christian Derrissaw. Um, I'm trying to think who's that kid from North. Uh, or from uh, Notre Dame, Zach Eichenberg. Eichenberg, yeah. He's a later, you know, he's mm-hmm. a late round one, early round two type. But anyway, Willie, last one, bro. Then we got to go. I think Peyton likes Fangio way more than we think. I mean, if you listen to them, Zach, they're like, you know, Lloyd Christmas and Harry Dunn. <laughs> I mean, this is the bromance that of all bromances. They they're both surprised at how well they've gotten along. We've heard that, too, though, about Fangio and uh, John Elway after Elway fired Vance. And, uh, you know, Fangio was more his age. He was more from his era. They got together. But you know what's going to dictate that, how much he likes him, is winning. If they win this year, he'll love Vic Fangio. If they lose this year, it's business. And that means buy Vic Fangio. Nothing personal. You didn't cut it here. It's time to go. All right. I think this is the last one, last one. From Daniel Dennis, another guy that has been really – strong lately 
Connect on Twitter, my friend. Appreciate you. At this point, I'm in love with Jameen Davis, Kentucky linebacker. He can't play the run, but his coverage is amazing. Why risk Parsons relative to his uh, off-the-field concerns when Jameen is exactly what we need? I'll pick one bone with you on that, Daniel, and that is I think he can play the run. Um, coverage is probably more Jameen Davis's strong suit. You know, that's his calling card right now. But, yeah, dude, I'd be all about it. At nine, mm-hmm. probably not. If you traded back, definitely a target I'd be looking to, to land. It's it's the same uh, comparison to me, you know, JOK versus Parsons, Parsons versus Jameen Davis. I mean, you can target the guy that's better in coverage. You can target the guy specifically for what you're looking for, maybe at a better value. But Parsons is the best prototypical linebacker in this draft class. And you can, he also can play inside or outside. He can be an edge rusher. He can be off ball. And you can teach him to cover. You can work through those deficiencies. I just think whoever gets Micah Parsons is going to get uh, some sort of a value in the top 15 picks or so. I was really um, – Nick Kendall said something the other day on Broncos for Breakfast with Scott Kennedy and himself that he is reminded that, that, that Parsons reminds him of a young Devin White. Uh, Devin White's still young, but, I mean, a Devin White coming out in that – like if, if Devin White would have come out the year prior that he did, he came out in 2019, but if he would have come out the year prior, still a very talented, obviously gifted player on film – but still kind of rough and raw around the edges, lacking some football acumen. And a lot of that acumen, guys, when you see someone that jumps off the page when you're or, or off the screen when you're breaking down film and you go, dude, that's a smart football player. Like this guy's got some football IQ. Clearly he's picking up on this. He's anticipating that. That is honed and developed through experience, right? That's how you become an expert at anything. That's how you really develop any part of your, your um, you know, intellectual acumen. So Parsons could end up being that caliber player. I think he might even have a little more upside. He's a bigger, stronger guy than Devin White. So I don't know. Um, nevertheless, Zach, b- before we get out of here, one last thank you to the Facebook supporters. And uh, talk about what you got cooking for Sunday, and I'm going to pull up the winner for the giveaway from today's uh, Huddle Up Pod Facebook page. Sunday's going to be good. I'm going to keep you guys waiting until then. I want to just add one thing about Devin White. You know, he really blossomed and bursted onto the scene this season, Chad. And not to take anything away from him, but – he was benefited from playing with Levante David and playing with Shaq Barrett. What would Micah Parsons benefit from? Playing with Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. So the similarities are definitely there. And I will say this. If you were to, if I were to tell you, you can put Devin White in this Broncos defense right now. Raise your hand if you would sign up for that. Raise your hand if you wouldn't sign up for that. I mean, I don't, I don't anticipate many people turning that down. It's the missing link for this defense, Chad, is a, a dynamic off-ball inside linebacker. It's the last missing piece. You add that, you have a top three defense that can take you and win you playoff games. All right, I'm popping in the name right now. Got to spell it out. Here is the winner of this week's giveaway. Now, again, if you guys want to enter in to our weekly giveaway, a hat, a mug, a T-shirt, all you got to do is go like the, the Huddle Up Podcast Facebook page. Easy, simple to do. Today, the winner we're celebrating this week, Renato Ruiz Sanchez. Congratulations, Renato. Um, hit us up. Connect with us. To claim your prize, all you got to do, send an email, milehighhuddle at gmail.com. Tell us your T-shirt size in case we end up wanting to send you a T and, or, and uh, your 
shipping address. All right. So congrats, Renato. Appreciate you supporting us and following the page on Facebook. Shoot us an email. We hope you like it, Renato. Thank you so much. And uh, congrats. All right, guys, with that, we got to dip out. So, Zach, before I have you sign us off here, guys, follow on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod, um, at Mile High Huddle, all right, John K., the producer, a.k.a. Buona Beast, on Twitter, at John K., M-H-H, Zach Kelberman, at Kelberman NFL, myself, at Chad and Jensen. Don't worry, guys, tomorrow night you got a fresh episode of Dove Valley Deep Divers, I'm sure diving deep on the NFL draft rapidly approaching. Saturday at noon, you got the trickle zone. If you're a Facebook supporter, more deep dive coverage, even deeper um, for for those of you that are really trying to get as in on the 2021 class and what's going to happen as possible. Sunday, of course, the Huddle Up podcast will be back at 6 Mountain, 8 Eastern, but Kelberman's Corner at noon Mountain Time. So we'll see you all very, very soon. Mile high salute to our Super Chat superstars, our Facebook superstars, our Facebook supporters. Love each and every one of you. Have a good weekend, Zach, and uh, sign us off, Doug. I remember just saying to you, I'm excited to start a new week of podcasting. That was Monday. It's crazy how fast the weeks fly, Chad. It's already Thursday and we're closing up for the week, but I had a great week with you as always. And John, thank you so much. Everyone out there, thank you so much for what you've done and your contributions and your interactions. Uh, Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your Thursday night. We will see you guys 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern Sunday night. And as Jeremy says there, Chad and Zach, my only Broncos, listen, we appreciate you, Jeremy. I and Kim Becker will see you uh, noon Mountain Time on Sunday for KK Kelberman's Corner, Episode 14. Take care, everyone. Cece, we appreciate you. Take care, everyone. Have a great weekend. And as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, 
The Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.